podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there, sports fans, and thank you very much for choosing to listen to the TTM Sports Show, the show where we cover everything from within the sporting world, including football, tennis, Formula One, boxing, and pretty much everything that you could imagine that's in the sporting world, we report on for you. We have great debates, wonderful guests, and also are proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Ground and Gardens. Thank you for choosing to listen to the TTM Sports Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this upcoming episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 54 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Harrison. Uh, My name is James Hounsell. And together we are TTM Sports. James, over to yourself. What have we got in episode number 54? Episode 54, James, we're going to go and talk about something which has been very close to your heart this week, uh, something which is starting to get a little bit annoying to me uh, in in football, particularly in the Premier League, and I know it's causing a lot of frustration throughout the leagues, Um, and that's COVID. It's COVID in football. It's COVID, all the postponed games due to COVID, um, yet no restrictions on fans, etc., etc., um, this sort of thing, the cases are going up amongst players. How many of these players are even vaccinated, do we know? So the COVID is get, causing a real issue now in football. It's starting to affect every area of the game, even down as far as grassroots level, local level, even around here. Myself, I've had games cancelled due to COVID. It, it's basically getting to the point now where I can't raise a team. That's the reason, that effectively, that's the reason for games being called off because of professional football clubs cannot raise a team. You're going to talk about Liverpool in a second and explain how you've got more cases than anyone's ever had ever in history of football and your manager's not there and your assistant manager's not there and all this. But we're seeing it throughout football and at the moment, you, you can't raise a team. How is it possible that they cannot raise a team? Or is it they don't want to uh, play a team which isn't as competitive as uh, as they would like in particular games? You know, We've all done it. We've all played amateur level football, Saturday football. Sometimes, you haven't got all your best players there. And you just have to get on with it. But I don't know. What do you think, James? You've obviously got a different opinion on this, no doubt. As I think. A um, fan. I think first and most foremost, the fact that there's unvaccinated players is a completely separate issue uh, on on the situation altogether. Because in life, you know, we live in a in a Western society, in a Western culture, in a Western world, where our main luxury in life is freedom. It's the freedom to live a free life. It's a free will. It's a democratic society that we live in. Therefore, in some cases, we shouldn't be told what to do. However, since, let's be honest, let's be really honest, the inception of Western society, maybe over the past 170 to 100 years, okay, we've been used to to doing things as we perceive the modern way, the right way. But we haven't had to put up with a pandemic like this. So in real general life, you have to ask yourself the question sometimes. Is it right for us to be told what to do? Now, a lot of people will say, well, no, because we live in a democratic society. My personal feeling on this is this is a very different situation. This isn't you're not allowed out of your homes until you know, after 8pm at night, 
because we don't want you to be out. This is a situation where people are dying because of a disease. And whatever you may think about this, personally or non-personally, the governments around the world are telling us if we are to get vaccinated, that gives us the best protection and the best possibility to surviving the pandemic. To me, that's quite reasonable. That makes sense. A lot of people say, what are you sticking into my arm? I don't know what it is. Well, I think you don't know what's in a Campbell's tin of soup, do you? You don't know what's in a, 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 you know, a packet of Nutella when you really look at the ingredients deep down. I don't know what the hell half of them is, you know? I think, back to football, if you haven't been vaccinated, well, then you don't play. It's as simple as that. Because you are now, what these players who are unvaccinated, what they're doing, in my opinion, is they're now causing a situation across all levels of the game, like you rightly said, from grassroots to county, regional, local, you know, then obviously up to national and probably even international football. These people that are unvaccinated are now causing a massive issue around enclosed spaces in the training grounds, in the physical gyms and facilities and the swimming pools at the training grounds, as we mix with people at games from opposition teams. No doubt there's Chelsea players now looking over the shoulder, being tested every day, thinking, my goodness, I come up against Pep Linders and some Liverpool players a couple of nights ago. That means then Tottenham players will be looking at the Chelsea players and going, well, you know, am I next? Does that make I don't, sense? I don't, yeah, it, it makes sense, but I don't, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. Not like it was. Like, you know, you remember when, you know, take, for example, the Euros, when um, it was Billy Gilmore, wasn't it, tested positive. So they all played 90 minutes against Billy Gilmore. Uh, at Wembley, then he tests positive for COVID, and nobody had to um, isolate at all, apart from uh, Mason, Mount. Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell because they were chatting to him in the tunnel. Like, like that, we were in silly, silly times back then. You know, you had Sam Allardyce stood in the on the touchline at the Hawthorns with a, with a with a mask on. Like it was ridiculous. But we're not at that that stage now we're at the stage now where there are cases rising at the moment obviously throughout society you know within your jobs uh, i mean different for me i work from home and most of the people that i work with do but you for example james you must have cases uh, you know when you're in in work every day and, and members of your team have been struck down so it, it is around but i think that what we're seeing is is a weird situation where covid seems to be spreading a lot within football clubs now i'm obviously always a little bit skeptical james as as we know about this sort of thing and life in general maybe um but are all these clubs you know we see the line now don't we it's not just covid it's injuries and covid injuries and covid well that could be seven players injured and one case of covid who's your backup left back that's in cases say, uh, that's dishonesty james yeah, but are you so are you suggesting that all of this is genuinely legit? Because when it comes down to injuries and COVID, well, who's to say that Romelu Lukaku hasn't got a sore hamstring, or who's to say that Trent Alexander-Arnold hasn't got a, got a, a toe injury? Well, I know how you fix it. He would I have be a fix, mate. In, he would be classed as injured. Go on, how do you fix it? So, if a player, or first team coach, or manager, or any one of the support staff, or even the tea ladies at that club in question become COVID positive, they have to release without submitting medical numbers, for instance, you have to submit to the Premier League a copy of that test 
that's positive, like I do in work, if in my job I get COVID-19, the exact process is to then to get in contact with work, to tell them, and then to obviously send them the code, because obviously you need to notify the government, don't you, obviously, that, that you've got COVID-19. Yeah, you get the QR code, to... don't you? And then I need to notify the, uh, my work and that gets processed. So to stop any irrelevancy, there needs to be a minimum amount of cases, okay, in the lead up before before a game. Let's say seven players in a squad of 23. I, I think that's, you know, I think that's sufficient um, because you need to think about seven off of yeah, 23. But it's not, yeah, but it's not just, it's not seven off of 23 though, is it? So what, so what the, do you my, mean? My issue is that we're, we're at a point now where we're saying that a professional football club cannot raise a team. Let's take, yes. for example, let's take Liverpool. They're not registered, James. Yeah, but they're not registered. The kids are not registered. You want us to play all the kids so we can still play a game. I get that, but they're not registered, mate. You have to have a certain minimum amount of players that's registered. You know that. Yeah, of course. But in an extreme circumstances like this. Like seven players out like with COVID, for yeah, instance. Let's yeah, just say, let's just, okay. I don't, if I finish the point, let me finish the point. Then you, then you come on to yours, okay? You've got a squad of 23 players, which is the minimum mandatory selection registration for the Premier League, for instance, okay? Seven players go down with COVID over the course of three days, okay? You can't tell me that, that anything more than that, you're then looking at like 13 players in a total squad, 13, 14 players, aren't you? You know, what, that, you're, supposed to feel, you're supposed to be given seven subs, you can't do yeah, it. You can use, yeah, but you can use you can use your youth team players at any point. Liverpool that don't have defeats to the object, Morton, doesn't it? They don't have to register Tyler Morton, do they? In order to, you know, it's not that like they've come to the decision, right? Right, okay. Well, we can either register. But that takes the integrity out of the game. That takes the integrity out of the game. You like tonight's match between Chelsea and Tottenham. You're seeing two, you know, near enough full strength. You know, you, you know every player on the pitch. You know every player on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You don't want to think... see like Arsenal, and I'll get on to them in a minute, right? Because I'm getting really angry with Arsenal fans. Yeah, today they were doing my absolute Sweden. Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, that club expected Liverpool to play with a 14 to 15 year old goalkeeper up in goal against Patrick Aubameyang. And they're fuming. And the reason <laughs> yeah, why they're fuming is because it's the, uh, their only chance of getting glory. If they beat us with a proper legitimate team, yeah, I'll hold my hands up. You know I'll hold my hands up. Every Liverpool fan in the land says I'll hold their hands up. I would have played them with half a team. But the reality is, is we couldn't even raise that. And now people are questioning the integrity. Well, I've just given you the fix. Every player to be mandatory vaccinated, you know... No vacky, no play, whatever. Yeah, simple as that. You know, and if you if you then get COVID and there's seven players that get COVID, you then have to submit a QR code to the league, which then gets leaked to the press or shown to the press to say, yep, these are the players that have got COVID. They're isolating. Okay, it's very close to the game. Let's not forget, we're 48 hours away from the game. We we appealed for that postponement 48 hours before the game. This isn't like a week before. If we appealed for it a week before, then Arsenal fans have got every right to feel aggrieved because we could have got a team together. But let's be brutally honest, the guys ain't trained. They ain't trained since Saturday. We played on Sunday. They didn't train on Monday because of the obviously the outbreak. They closed the training ground on Tuesday. Are you telling me you want to pick a res like let's say three, four, five, six reserves that haven't even trained with a you, you have to you can't just integrate. It just doesn't work. And and the 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 arrogance of Arsenal. But I, I also think you talk about arrogance. I think it's the the, the arrogance of forty-eight hours. Not, Arrogant. Not no, no, not Liverpool, but football, football clubs, Premier League clubs, elite Premier League clubs. They're all at it. Um, everyone's, everyone's feathering their own nest. Everyone's 
suddenly now, oh, well, we can call this game off. Newcastle, for example, they had Callum Wilson injured, they had Sam Maximam injured, and they had probably a couple of other players injured, someone dead like Paul Dummett or whatever. But they, they were missing a few key players. Uh, I think it was Everton they were supposed to play on Boxing Day, maybe, or, or maybe the, the, the 28th, something like that. It was during that week. And they called the game off because of injuries and COVID. I would love to have known the breakdown of how many of them were injured and how many of them have had COVID. We've had teams before. Liverpool's situation right now, you've got no manager, assistant manager, allegedly no goalkeeper at the club at, above the age of 14. Um, th- that's a different situation. But, but you know, if, for example, four years ago, um, you know, Man United had had eight players injured, uh, a couple of goalkeepers injured, a couple of suspensions or whatever, and somebody had the flu. They wouldn't have suddenly been allowed to have called that game off before COVID existed. So why are we now calling games off because of injuries and COVID? Well, uh... I think I, I think it should. I think there should be a a rule now because let's bear in mind how many available human beings above the age of sixteen who are employed by those football clubs as football players. How many are at each club? Just a ballpark figure. How many professional footballers on professional contracts do you think there would be at Liverpool right now that are not on loan? So that includes your, your uh, developmental players or whatever, your under-18s, your under-23s, your reserves, and the players in the first-team squad. How many? You're not, prof- you're not, you're not professional until you're, uh, until you're 16, you're 17. Seven, well, you? 17, year, 17 years old. Okay, right, so, so how so, many okay, players okay. on a professional contract do you think are currently probably about, at pr- Probably Liverpool? about 30. You, no, no chance. More but you want, you want, you want to take the integrity out of the game. You're in the That's camp not, of you're taking the integrity. integrity. So how can you get players on two hundred and fifty-seven thousand pounds a week going up against a YTS four hundred and seventy-five a pound week apprentice youth team player? That's not. It's not a fair game. Right, so, so it's so ungentlemanly conduct, is what it is. Arsenal. Con- they're right, desperate let's, to get. They have no. They're desperate. They just. Why can't we call it out for what it is? They're right, desperate. Let's scrap Desperate. the FA Cup then. Let's scrap the FA Cup then. If you if if a two hundred and seventy five thousand pounds a week player couldn't possibly lower themselves to playing against anyone who isn't on fifty grand a week and above, is that what it is? Is that what we've come to? Nope, because you're playing an integral because game. I, so you're playing. No, you're playing your first eleven against their best first eleven. But the reality is, Arsenal didn't want to play our best eleven. They wanted to play an eleven that was severely depleted and ravaged of COVID. Talking, That's what it is, and I'm not. I'm right here. I'm not. To, look, I said Liverpool at the moment. If everything that's said is to be believed, is a, is an exceptional circumstance. I'm talking about in general, general teams that have been calling games off due to COVID. So I ask you. I'll ask you the question again, right? Okay. Let's take then, for example, Newcastle. How many professional footballers on a contract are currently at Newcastle United? Would you say? I, I, I don't know. with a contract that is available and eligible and fit and has a working human body that could turn out and le- legally yeah, above the age of six. How many? Well, how well, many? well there's no point turning up, is there, if you turn it up with 14, 15, Why 16, 17 yeah, year old kids? So you're not, what's the that, fucking point, mate? What's the point? What is the point in playing a League Cup semi or any game for that matter at the any, top level? Well, it makes a mockery of the league. No, it doesn't make a mockery of the league. They, they so you're happy for player. Tottenham to turn up at Man United away with a team of 16 and 17 year olds, are you? In a League Cup semi final? Your only chance team. of getting a trophy. It wouldn't be a full team, would it? Why it wouldn't, wouldn't it be? be? If it was a Premier team. League game and they were going for the title, it would be. So what's the difference? 
I just think you should. I just think that you should have to play who you've got. And I, as a fan, even if even if I'm you, hearing now, you know, Carrius might not have COVID. Okay, you know, if Loris Carrius even didn't have COVID, you know, that that's fine. You know, I, I'm the bit that gets me, mate. That uh, it's a really complex situation. You've got people on both sides of the fence. If Arsenal, for instance, were to have no Leno, no Ramsdale, no, I, I, I don't even know who the other goalkeeper is, and then the goalie after that was fit, the fourth choice is fit, like Carries is, I don't know, is or isn't for us. We don't know because they haven't revealed it. Okay, so if Arsenal had on one, you know, hang on a minute, you you told me it was on the website. Exactly, but I'm now so I'm here on Twitter. It's not. I don't, it, this is it's it's a confusing situation for everybody. But the reality is, there's COVID that's ravaged the team, and there's no dispute in that. So it's the same end end result. I would I would not. It would not sit right with me if Arsenal turned up at Anfield, okay, with sixteen, seventeen year old players, and they were playing. You know, because they would they would have played the first team because they're desperate. And obviously, you know, I wouldn't feel it wouldn't. It's like you haven't earned it. It's like, how can you no, sit right, there and I, gloat in a victory, which is inevitable? Look what happened to our kids at Villa. Look what happened to them. And everybody talks about, oh, Liverpool put out a first team against Villa's team that was rubbered with COVID in the FA Cup. Absolutely. I didn't agree with it at the time. All I said, that it was payback for the year before. When, you know, when uh, El Mahamedi scored for Villa after 35 minutes, may I add, when they had a full strength team out, they went one nil up. He celebrated like he won the World Cup. You had kids there that were fifteen, so you know they were at school the night before, and he's running off celebrating. It was so disrespectful. So if I was the Liverpool manager in real life or on Football Manager, you know exactly what I would have done, mate. I would have put out all the big guns against their kids to see how they bloody liked it, and that's what happens. But no one talks about that first leg. So Man United fans out there that are in the group chats, yeah. You know, Arsenal fans that are out there in the group chats that turned around and went, oh, but you went to Aston Villa and you played a full-strength team against their kids. Well, let's not bloody forget what happened the year before that you always failed to, to do. In my, If we'd have turned up there, yeah, having not gone there the year before, if you, if you see what I mean, if we'd have just turned up there with a full-strength team and beat them, even I would turn around and go, that's, that's a, bit, it's a bit shit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I, that's a bit shit. That's uncool. You know, I would have called the game off and then played it when they had a decent team available or even half a team. You know, the fact that, that it's, I think I'm, the bit that disillusions me is it's anti-Liverpool and pro-Arsenal when we're completely overlooking the desperation of that team. I've already said to you that, that the Liverpool situation, if what's said is, is true. If you know what's well, let's go into what's true. So, so you're saying just, you're saying no, all the goalkeepers, or are you just talking about the COVID situation in general with Klopp and the assistant? About, I'm just and... talking about the COVID situation at these clubs. Um, I think we're, we're calling games off too. Easy. That's my personal opinion. Games are being called off too easily. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I can guarantee you now. I can guarantee you now that you know I play Saturday football. If we've got, we've had occasions where we've had like nine players. For whatever reason, well, you oh, ain't bloody shopping, called me, have you? I'm shopping with my. Or are you kids. above that now? See, it's oh, the same nah, thing, isn't I'm it? It's not very. I'm away that weekend. Oh, I've got to look after my kids. Everything, right? Mm. And lower league managers will understand this. The reasons that you get for players unable to play, but sometimes you can have five, six, seven, eight, nine players unavailable. You still turn up and play with the with an eleven that you've got. I've been and played with eleven. But you're not many, being paid over £100,000 a week in a multi-million pound business. What I'm saying is, if there is a desire to get a game of football on, you mm. will get that game of football on. What, what's the point? In, yeah, but come on, mate. But, but, uh, you yeah, know, but, come but, on, mate. Again, We're playing at the top it, it level comes, here. It comes back to what I always, always talk about. 
And it is one thing that, that frustrates me with elite level football more and more as I get older. It's football snobbery. It's football snobbery. I'm sorry, but if you've got to go in there with, all right, you've got to whip a 16-year-old up from the youth team to yeah, play right just, back. Yeah, but we're talking about clubs. Royale's got COVID. But oh, we're talk- just stick him in there. But we're not talking about one or two, mate, are we? You know, it should only be called off. And the league, the league have come up with something last week, haven't they? To say that it has to be an exceptional circumstance. So any game that's called off now, you do have to prove. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm angry with Arsenal fans. The thing which doesn't sit right with me is it's injuries and COVID. Injuries plus COVID. Injuries plus COVID means Liverpool always play with I've injuries. Got, we've got, yeah, exactly. Every club has We injuries, played at your you place have... two weeks ago when we had massive injuries. Yeah, yeah? so did we. we yeah, had injuries and, and exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So there's a willingness so there's, so there's a willingness from both both of our clubs to get it on. What I don't like is the attitude of Arsenal fans saying that, that it's Liverpool's fault and they don't want to play. No, it's not. I just want to call them out and I want the football community to know and realise that the only reason why Arsenal fans, not the club, fans are saying these things is because of the desperation for a trophy because of how far they have fallen surely you have to agree with the arsenal fans i think they're out of order arsenal fans were born out of order in my opinion that the whole thing well yeah uh, you know uh, and what they're you know what they're saying is is the trouble is mate with liverpool fans is you can't take any form of banter savage banter everything's always all oh like you can't you know it, it's ban- a lot of it is banter and arsenal fans are the same they can't take banter chelsea fans are the same they can't take banter certainly united fans they banter themselves because they try and beat everyone else to it because of their manchester united privilege mm, but i agree with that um you know tottenham can't take banter well, I can take banter with the best of them, mate. I, I've just watched us lose 2-0 to Chelsea. The, the, the two-legged tie was done in five minutes because Emerson Royale can't control a ball. Like, you know, I, 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 did, know, I, did I tell know you. what we are. I know what we are. The, the, know, the, I'm it, just going, going back to this. You know, I think the only way that you can sort this out... I mean, here's another thing. Here's another proposal. Might go down well, might not go down well. Do you think the football players should... Uh, they should break the league up into for instance, four segments, and you have them as they what they call what, what Matchroom Boxing did with Fight Camp. And what it was is every every few months, you know, we're, we're talking with football, though, like every other week. So you would play, they, they suggested this at the height of the pandemic, where you would have the, let's say, five teams would play week one, five teams would then play week two, and you play every three days, for instance, where you'd get two games played and then you'd have three weeks off. So what you do is you're in a team bubble. All the four clubs are in a team bubble and they're played at a dedicated ground, i.e., let's say, Villa Park would host one of them. So you'd have four or five clubs based in Birmingham, a training centre, and then you'd have another four or five in Manchester. You'd have another four or five in London, for instance. And what you would then have is they go home to see their families for 10 to 20 days at a time. They come back. They obviously all, if you test positive for COVID, you then go into isolation uh, and they play them in a, in a series of, would you call it football camp, wouldn't you, instead of fight camp? So at that situation, you would then not get all these situations because you'd have to be clear. You know, if there's no COVID in the camp for a week before, do, do you know what I mean? You can't get COVID if no one can come in or out of the bubble. And I think the bubble was the key to the success of last season. It's not a success because no fans were allowed in the ground. And I get that. But 
the fact that they got the league played and finished was a success nah, I'm not, given the, no, given I'm the not, I think that's a massive step backwards if we do anything like that. Why so, so what is, are you suggesting why, then? Because look, look I'm what's suggest, happening. I'm suggesting that if you haven't, if you've got players with COVID, you play who you've got. Just simple so what's as the that. Point, so what's the point in transfer windows? You should just ban we'll transfers then. We'll buy some players there. We can't because it will financially cripple the club because of the economic no, state of the world. You have, to buy play, you have to buy cheaper players. But you, but you can't because the prices will go up because those clubs will know that you're trying to buy players because you need them. Well, so you can't then, win. Well, then you develop some youngsters then. But not all clubs have got Tottenham's Youth Academy. Burnley haven't. They'll be relegated. They'll lose oh, all Burn, the money that Burnley they've made. Have a youth, Burnley have got they're, a youth system. James, you, you can't win. You can't win on either side of the argument. So the only way you can do this is if you police these COVID, these suspected, alleged COVID outbreaks. If you've got injuries, tough. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, but, hey, but what, I, but we had 28 different they... centre-back partnerships last year at Liverpool Football Club. We played on, you know. But, but why is why is it why is it that then that you can call off a game if you've got 10 players injured and two COVID cases, so you've got 12 injuries, but if you had 13 injuries, you've got to play the game. Because COVID, the, the transmissible state, it's not an injury. You can't you can't pass on a thigh injury, mate. Yeah, you can't pass on a thigh injury. But, but you I'm can pass on COVID-19. I'm, I'm not suggesting that anybody with COVID plays. Would you feel comfortable? Second. Well, you're, you're just missing the point, though. You're saying no, I'm not. So you can have two if, COVID right, places, you take them out and you have three injuries, then you play on. But the reality is, okay, your reality is those players, okay, have been around those guys with COVID. And then you've got a five-day setting in period. You no, play you a game within now. that fight. What do you mean? Well, what, what, COVID's so changed I, over the past if, two years? There is no uh, pregnation period. If you've got COVID now, say you tested positive for COVID, or I spent the evening with you and then you tested positive in the morning, and then I don't then have to isolate for 10 days and, and all that because I've been in contact with you like we used to have, I would take a lateral flow test and test negative and then I move on with my life and continue. So if you've got COVID cases within your group, let's say, of 23 players... Um, at you know at Liverpool, and two of them test positive. Let's say Salah and Mane test positive. Then suddenly the whole squad doesn't have to isolate, do they? They oh, would test, we had the situation when we went on. to Tottenham, but we have played. That's what we're saying. The fact of the matter is, is we can't get a legitimate team together. That that's the yeah, problem. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Okay, you can't get a legitimate team together. So what I'm saying is, okay, you play with what you've got. And we'll have no more lying and we'll have no more, you know, oh, yeah, but, you know, we've got a couple of injuries as well. Sorry. Unless you've got 10 COVID cases and you're playing staff, I would say. Then what, you like Liverpool? Play. Yeah, like You Liverpool. haven't got 10. How have you got 10 COVID cases? Go Unless online. spitting in each other's mouth. Go online. Go online. Okay. Well, let's... All right, then. Okay, so Liverpool have gone above the threshold then. So congratulations. You're legitimately calling a game off. Well done. You're not scared of Arsenal. Everything's fine. Let's say Newcastle then on at the weekend call their game off. Or West is West Ham. West Ham's game's been called off at the weekend. Um, whoever they're supposed to be playing, uh, Leicester maybe. So that game's been called off already for the weekend because of COVID, COVID and injuries. Well, let's say they've got four COVID cases. What's the and point also in registering Jamie players? Got a thigh strain. Ian Acho's got a bad back, um, and Casper Schmeichel's got uh, a broken. So, so what's the point in registering players then? Why? Do why? Why do, why do we register a squad of twenty three? Why do we do that if you don't need them? If you can just call but, up, yeah, kids? but yeah, but what I'm saying is you've got your squad of twenty three, and that's fine. 
Yeah, and but that's beneath that. that. Beneath that, yeah, but nobody uses only twenty-three players in a season. Three no, you can use yeah, but you, you're only going to use three or four, three or four, five, six. I don't know, maybe ten youngsters in a one-off game or something. I I, I get it. But what we're trying to say, this isn't just, um, I keep using this Liverpool match as a reference point because I think it's in the news and I think it's a hot topic and it's trending. This is a League Cup semi-final. The reality is, okay, not the most prestigious cup actually, uh, in, in my eyes personally. However, I've, I, you know, it, it, as you say all the time, it's still a trophy. The fact of the matter is the league, it, it's not done or finished, but it's highly likely that, that Man City will win it. It, it, it. Let's not mess about here. Let's be brutally honest and serious about the situation. They're good. And, you know, the fact that, that you know, we, we slipped off the pace there can't, can't be discounted. So what do you do? You turn your attentions to other cop competitions that you're in. So you have, you rock up into work, you play Chelsea away from home with half a team uh, and not the most inspirational manager in the world on the touchline. We get out there, have a 2-2 draw, fine, great, wicked, no problem. You then have to obviously go to the Emirates and play away from home with an Arsenal team that's well rested. Um, I don't think they've got any COVID cases at the moment, actually. Um, I think they're a team that's coming into form, playing well, fit and firing. We're half depleted and then the assistant manager goes down and then all the first team coaching staff go down and then you have another, what, six or seven players go down with COVID. Uh, you can't train two days before. Are you meaning to tell me that, that in this business football world that we live in now, you're just going to chuck away one of our only um, hopeful chances of silverware? But you're missing, you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say. You say I've you just play it I... anyway. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've said that this Liverpool one is obviously an extreme circumstance. I think there's clubs out there, who, like Newcastle, uh, like Newcastle or whoever, who are who are bending the rules a little bit, using the system to their advantage, getting games called off, and realistically, if it came down to it, if they were forced to, they could put a decent enough side out. Uh, but they haven't got necessarily, you know, teams of teams of there's tactics at play, and there's 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 dark arts at play, and some teams, I believe, and this is my personal opinion, not the opinion of the TTM Sports Show, obviously. I think there's teams who are getting games called off, and this isn't just in the Premier League. This isn't Liverpool. This isn't Ableton. name and shame them. Um, name and shame. Okay, Newcastle. Uh, just no, I'm just saying they 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 should be named and shamed, and, and think, they should be I have points deductions. Every time a player or member of coaching staff at a club tests positive for COVID nineteen, it should be released. And it completely should be on agree. A, it should be on a list that's available to every single. Person. I agree, one hundred percent. And if the and if the threshold's crossed, then you legitimately call the game off, and there can be yeah. no arguing, no snidey yeah, remarks from. Let, let's say it's 10. Arsenal fans. If you've got ten members of your, and that has to be players. If you've got ten players with COVID positive cases. It should be released. It should be made made available so you can see. It should be on the right hand side of Sky Sports News when it takes yep, across. Get it? And yep. it should say how many days until they're available to play again. Yep. Get and it. people say, "Oh, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Why? If there's nothing to hide, then yep. there it is." And oh, people I agree. say, "Oh, but that's you know you can't do that. That's people's personal data or whatever." I'm sorry, but that's that is part of the part of the game. If you want to get paid 250 grand a week, you've got to be subject to that. And and then we'll stu- soon start to see uh, th- this become a lot more transparent. Because at the moment, it's just smoke and mirrors, a lot of it. 
and there's there's teams getting games called off, and this is right throughout football, the whole footballing pyramid, all the way down to grassroots level. There are there are games being called off, and the COVID card is being played. And it's wrong. But what I don't appreciate, going off topic, is Arsenal fans saying that we've done that. Uh, that that's what angers me. You don't know for sure that, that they, Liverpool haven't done that. Neither do Arsenal fans. Um, you know, you, you managed to play Chelsea on Sunday, all right, with a fully fit team. Um, funny how now Salah and Mane have gone and suddenly you can't raise a team. That's what it looks like from the outside, mate. And you're obviously... Uh, here we go. No, so here we go. No, here we go. So basically, just, just coming out on now Twitter, Alisson confirmed COVID. Adrian has a confirmed calf injury. Okay. Kelleher, uh, Karius. Uh, hold on, hold on. Kelleher. He hasn't played. How could he have a calf injury? He hasn't played. Well, he's, he trains, doesn't he? So Kelleher, Karius and Pitugla. That, that, that's obviously... So that's one, two, three, four, five goalkeepers uh, are all rumoured to have caught COVID in a recent outbreak. Now, we don't know for sure because obviously they haven't released that and that's just a tweet from a bloke. Yeah? So, yeah. you know, but but the fact of the matter is is you wouldn't put something out there on Twitter written down in the public domain if you didn't have some pretentious, you know, you don't have any some form of fact. So, obviously, take Adrian out of the situation. He might have got, you know, the guy's 35 years old. He's going to pick up niggles, isn't he? But, you know, let's be honest, I'd have played with Adrian at the Emirates. I'd have played with Adrian. I would have played with Owen Becker uh, right back. You know, I would have played with Billy Kumatio and Nat Phillips at centre-back. Um, I would have played with, uh, I would have played at Shimikas at left-back. I would have still fancied my chances of beating him. You know, I'm that confident. But the reality is, there's obviously something quite further on that, that, that's, that's happened at the club to close the training ground. You know, let's not let's not forget, this is Liverpool Football Club. And, let's, and you know, and Newcastle... Big clubs with massive esteemed history. I would feel completely let down as a fan of football if I was to have found out old establishments such as those big clubs and and Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, City were closing down their training grounds because they thought they could get a competitive advantage by not turning up to play. That's disgraceful and you should be fined. If I find out that my club, Liverpool, have done that, I'll be absolutely disgraced. Like the Super League, I was disgraced with them. Absolutely. Like with going to trying to put people onto furlough in COVID, I was disgraced with them. Absolutely. And I would it would be the same just with while this as well. Just while you meant just while you while you mentioned it, James. Mm. Um I'm gonna open up Pandora's box a little bit here. And this is probably for another day. Why why were you so um why were you so furious about the European Super League? I was furious about the European Super League because of the relegation issue in terms of that league, which meant that for over 25 years, small clubs like Tottenham wouldn't be able to actually be relegated from that league. And obviously that would then mean that those, uh, was it six or seven clubs from England? Five, six? So yes, it was a big six. Yeah, so those six clubs would be given over £250 million, or is it a billion for the first two seasons, and then £250 million to spend on transfers alone over the next 25 years. So my big problem with this is how are teams such as Leicester, Wolves, Burnley, Villa, Newcastle, well, okay, before Newcastle got the money, how are those clubs supposed to compete to try and win the title and then eventually qualify for the Super League? They're not. It's alienating them. Plus, there's no relegation from the Super League. I'm not against the idea of a Super League because I think that UEFA um, sometimes, let's be honest, has been proven with Michel Platini allegedly been involved in extracurricular financial activity. Not alleged. I think he was convicted, wasn't he? Well, if he's convicted, we can talk about it. But I think with this Super League... Um, what what I liked about it was the best 
playing the best more regularly I thought that was quite cool in a full league table I think that's cool what I didn't like is how it took advantage of smaller clubs and and, and I think it was just completely unfair and they didn't oh. consult the fans but why should they consult the fans it's a why? business yeah but that's, Do, what, um, but that's the problem with football isn't it yeah yeah exactly because football is like a business now and the elite clubs yeah. behave in a way that doesn't fit the reality of what actual real football in this country should be but you know, but it's but it's you know, they're all run by foreigners. Uh, at the end of the day, they got no loyalty to the English game. They don't doesn't bother them either way. It's a it's a way to make more money at the end of the day. Well, James, I'll, you, you know, I'll tell you one thing that that you know, LFC better beat um, Arsenal because for the club, um, if they don't put out a very very strong team as a fan, I'll be looking at it again. Come on, guys, you can't have created all of this hoo ha with you know postponing this game. And and then playing literally, if you know, if they were to put an under eighteen team out in a few weeks' time, um, I, I would be extremely disappointed. Um, absolutely. No, no one used to. No one used to say anything when Arsenal used to put out a team of teenagers in the Carabao Cup, though, did they? No, no one cares. But you know, the no end cared, of the day, no because it's Arsenal. Then, did... No one cared. Yeah, but... You know, they cared about when Liverpool hadn't won the league. You know, after ten to fifteen years, Arsenal are now seventeen years in. Where's the stick? It's football snobbery. You know, people have made no, up their minds. Liverpool are the England of the club world. It's as simple as that. And I think that the, for the Arsenal, I think what it was, it's such a shame for that club, how far they've um, fallen from, from the from the dizzying highs. Even even in Wenger's last couple of years, yes, they got a couple of maulings against Bayern Munich and Barca, but they still qualified for the Champions League every season, didn't they? You know, and I, and I think now that, that, that Liverpool was struggling, you know, they, they genuinely were happy to play against adolescent kids rather than win legitimately against fully bona fide international proper first team players. I think that smacks of just how far I wouldn't feel comfortable. Um, you know, if you know, I'm a 35 year old male. If I was a professional footballer, you know, and you're lining up with me and you lining up and you, you could see there's a 15 year old kid in goal, for instance, I'll be a bit like. He must be bloody good, or you know they're throwing the game. Do you, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't feel like you've. Where's the sense of accomplishment? It takes away from the legitimacy of the competition into which you're in. That's that's how that's how I feel about it. And I don't like the vicious attacks that I personally have received today alone on social media from sections of 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 the Arsenal fan base to say that uh, we're a disgrace. And and how dare us not not participate? How dare Liverpool try to sell Nat Phillips? You know, if we can't put a team together, but anybody who knows anything about football knows that that's not the case because obviously we won't have a COVID outbreak forever. So obviously you, you can't rot in the reserves as a twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven year old, however old he is, centre back. He can't rot in the reserves forever, can he? You know. No, you're right. Um... You're right, James. Um, this has got way uh, deeper in heat than I thought it was going to get. So. I'm just sick of Arsenal fans today. Uh, yeah, I'm really angry with them. I think you know when you grow up as a Tottenham fan in the uh, in the mid. Well, I've grown up in the '90s, into the noughties, yeah. and now all the way through. You um, you eventually learn just to ignore them. Well, Arsenal fans, we want to hear from you. Are you are you happy to be a severely depleted Liverpool team? Are you are you happy with that? Do you, do you think that you would have legitimately earned your right 
in a cup final? Or would you want to beat us on a fair playing field? Do the honourable thing is what I say. Do what you did against Sheffield United when David Dean, the then club director, kindly offered Sheffield United a replay. That's the right thing to do. Not running off like Mark Overmars and uh, who was the other player who squared it to him? It was Carnu that scored. Yeah, Carnu. No, Carnu squared it for Overmars to tap in and they ran off celebrating. You know, it's that attitude that I think the Arsenal fans have displayed today. Secondly, the amount of abuse Leeds United fans took on social media when a bottle was thrown on the pitch against a player the other week. Social media went into meltdown. Well, again, Arsenal fans... When Manchester well, I remember City when they threw a bottle goal, at Deli Alli at uh, the Emirates. Well, exactly. And if you saw the video coming out with the Man City uh, players celebrating and the litter... Yeah, bottles the, everywhere. Bottles, absolutely. But nothing said about that. And I'm just going to... I think these guys get a free ride. I don't think it's about time that they come up and, and you know, either step onto the show and debate me about it. Every fans group can be terrible. But today, the way that they've thrown their toys out the pram when that game was postponed, that that's obviously desperation because their eyes lit up. That's what it was. And, that, and that's a shame. It's a real, real shame. And as always, James, that brings us on nicely. If you are a fan of any football club, whether that's Arsenal, Manchester United, Leighton Orient, Scarborough, Town, anyone, and you want to come on the TTM Sports Show and go head-to-head with James and try and debate him on football's big issues, then we welcome you onto the show. We're always available. We're, all, we're always available to our fans. If you want to come on and get stuck in, get your teeth stuck into it with us, absolutely. If you want to come and play the TTM Sport Roulette, by all means, come and get stuck in with us. We are always here. Yep, completely agree. Available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search TTM Sports. Very, very simple. We'll be active again as always. Take a look out for our YouTube stuff as well as we hold the current reigning undefeated champions of visiting every single Premier League football stadium in a world record time. Uh, A feat that we look to try and beat again in the future. 150 podcasts to be released this year via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're on it. That's now three for the year so far, and we're on the 5th of January. Um, that's all from me. And that's all from me, James. Again, getting stuck into it tonight. The, the debates are good. Um, we all know it. We all know it's all friendly, uh, friendly debates. Um, but it, yeah, I love it when we get stuck into it, James. I really do. Cool. But yeah, that is, that is all from me as well. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Network.